Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Montrose of Soham in Cambridge. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange some news, views, a bit of seasonal advice and uh, hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries along the way. We've had some uh, pretty mixed weather this week and several days really quite warm for the time of year, but uh, cold enough last Friday night to turn sun patian leaves dark at the tips. Not quite cold enough uh, for frost, but getting pretty close by the look of it. If you have houseplants standing out for the summer, they certainly need to come indoors now. I have a large-flowered uh, cyclamen now in its third year, and with a sizeable corn that was uh, watered well, potted on, up into a 15 centimetre pot, and now on the kitchen windowsill where I can keep an eye on it. A large scarlet trumpet-shaped flowering hibiscus was uh, pruned hardback last April. That's the best time to cut them if you've got a, a straggly houseplant hibiscus. And uh, it, it really... Uh, responded very well to that quite harsh treatment and produced a mass of shoots. And now it has lots of uh, flowers and buds. It's getting pretty big again and uh, may have to go on a, a window side table in the spare bedroom. Uh, I've got three aspidistras and they've been outside for 18 months or so. They didn't come in last winter and close to a south-facing house wall were given enough protection to uh, certainly keep them clear of red spider and they've grown pretty well. I'm not sure I will risk uh, another winter outside for all of them and will bring at least two of them indoors. I've taken some softwood rose cuttings and uh, borrowed, if that's the right uh, word for it, some uh, mist propagation bent space. The very soft tips rotted very quickly and uh, more mature stems have calloused but not as yet formed roots. The in-between stage, what we would call half-ripe stems, calloused, formed quite strong roots and the bud is on the move in uh, just over a month. So uh, I'm uh, quite interested in that little trial and I think I might uh, root a few more. Probably be better to do it uh, in September next year, but I may try a few this month. News and events. 
Well, a number of us garden media people went to a Westland press briefing at Mattingley Hall in Cambridge and also went on to the NIAB trial station last Wednesday. There's a considerable amount of work going on to find suitable materials for designing peat-free compost recipes. Efforts have been made for over 30 years and peat is such a forgiving medium Finding suitable alternatives to match it is extremely difficult. One thing gardeners in the future will uh, have to do is feed earlier and probably give a very dilute liquid feed at every watering. Uh, Westlands are introducing a new liquid uh, fertiliser called Boost, which includes a wetter. Now this will uh, be very helpful to get uniform wetting right through peat-free composts, especially those with uh, wood fibres. Too often you can water them and the water runs down and even wets halfway through the compost, but uh, the other half stays dry and a non-ionic wetter would just break that surface tension and help to re-wet everything. We also spent time looking at uh, trial metre squares of lawn grass cultivars and seed treatments to speed and improve germination and, of course, with it, uh, rapid establishment. We now have quick-to-germinate, fine-leaved perennial ryegrasses with leaves so fine they do not need cutting quite so often. So uh, that could be a, a welcome introduction for some of us. There's news too that uh, following the end of the M&G sponsorship of the Chelsea Flower Show over the past 11 years, the Somerset Garden, the Newt, is uh, to be the new headline sponsor for May 2022. The Newt trades as Emily Estates UK and opened uh, a hotel in Hadsfan House in 2019. It's situated between Castle Carey and Bruton. The Hadspen House estate was uh, sold in 2013 after 200 year ownership by the Hobhouse family. Uh, the Newt's going to give free access to its gardens to RHS members during Chelsea Show Week, the 24th to the 28th of May. I was disappointed and upset to hear that the Charlton Manor School that does inspiring things for its primary age youngsters has had its bus stolen. It wasn't just stolen, it, it was cannibalised and then burnt out. Why do people do these things? The school received some money from insurance, uh, but it's not enough to cover the cost of a replacement. And a GoFundMe page has so far raised over 3,600 of the £25,000 target. So uh, if any of you are feeling in a generous frame of mind, then perhaps you'll uh, make a little addition to the GoFundMe page. I also read that it's being suggested that we have a Bring a plant to work week as people return to their offices 
and look to uh, work away in clean air. Uh, I remember not so very long ago, one of the offices I worked in, all the house plants were banned uh, because uh, somebody overwatered them and there was a lot of fungus gnat flying about, really upset people. So if you are bringing a plant to work, uh, be sure that you don't overwater and encourage those little tiny flies that uh, breed in the surface of the compost. Alan Roper, the Managing Director of Blue Diamond Garden Centres, has been awarded Director of the Year following our recent announcement of his four £2,500 scholarships in the David Colgrave Foundation to help finance horticultural students' studies. Alan's a very keen plantsman and wants to encourage more young people to uh, learn all about them and how to care for them. Garden centres generally the trading soared ahead again after the stall for two weeks caused by road fuel panic buying. Sales were up last week by 27% when compared with the pre-lockdown 2019 and sales of plants were 38% up with the viola and pansies and wallflowers up 100% on the, the same time two years ago. On the questions and answer front, well, uh, queries came thick and fast last week. The first was how we treated dahlias. Did we leave them in or did we dig them up? And of course we do uh, some of both. Those that uh, we really want to increase in number, we certainly lift Ideally, after frost has cut them back and the foliage is black and then we just cut them off two or three inches above the ground, lift them, stack them up so down in the warm to dry and then once all the soil breaks away cleanly, they're stored in paper bags until next March. Uh, those that are going to be left in the ground, with a bit of luck, we'll get round to putting a heap of dry leaves over them. Dry leaves are a pretty good insulator and that should keep uh, the frost away. There were questions too about how to grow alstroemerias. We've got uh, two or three big patches of that uh, alstroemeria Indian summer, really fantastic hardy perennial, flowers and flowers. You can put a spade through it uh, in the spring and cut a section off. Uh, although I think people might have better results getting a new micro-propagated young plant next spring. But do remember with alstroemerias, you don't cut the dead stems or if you want to take them indoors to put in water, you don't cut them. You get your hand low down and you just pluck them out and they come up with a bit of white at the base. If you do this pulling or tugging out, it encourages new shoots to grow. If you're going to arrange uh, some pluck stems in water, then you need to cut off the white bit because that doesn't uh, take up the water quite as well as higher up the stem where it's green. People were also asking a lot of questions about the uh, new hybrid uh, sunflower, Helianthus, called Sunbelievable Brown-Eyed Girl. Boy, it is looking good just now. 
absolutely masses of flowers. One plant will produce up to a thousand flowers. This isn't raised from seed, uh, it's raised from cuttings. If you're fairly green-fingered, then you could take a cutting or two at this time of year, overwinter it on the uh, windowsill, and then you'd have a plant. But again, probably more satisfactory to get a, a young plant from the nurseries next spring. It'll certainly give you value for money. If you've got a gardening query, then post it to us. This week in the garden at gmail.com For this week's interview, we welcome Professor Nicola Spence. Nicola is the UK's Chief Plant Health Officer at DEFRA, the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs. In this role, Nicola advises the government on how to manage risks to plant health and minimise the impact of pests and diseases. A very important role when you consider the potential for damage to industry or even our food supplies. We spoke to Nicola in the past, specifically with regard to Xyella fastidiosa, and I wanted to pick up on uh, where we were with it. So my first question was to ask for an overview of the situation. Xylella fastidiosa, as it's known, is a bacteria. And as you know, it causes diseases in a wide range of woody, commercially grown plants, such as grapevine, citrus, olive, and several species of broadleaf trees that are widely grown in the UK. So we are very concerned about this disease. And our rationale for intervention is that we are trying to protect all of those hosts, and particularly the benefits that they provide uh, economically, socially and environmentally. Now, the pathogen is not known to be present in the UK, but we remain concerned about the possibility of it arriving, particularly on high-risk hosts from Europe. Hosts such as olive, lavender, rosemary are commonly associated with the outbreaks that are currently occurring in several European countries, Spain, Italy, France and Portugal. And the long latency period, which means this pathogen can remain in a host for a very long time before you can even detect it, that means that we really do need good systems of testing, inspection and traceability. So as a result, uh, we have strong controls on Xylella, which were introduced in March. After we left the EU, we introduced these emergency measures to give us protection against the high-risk hosts from Europe and from the rest of the world. It sounds as though the changes in relationship with the EU has led to some big changes at DEFRA. It's certainly true that um, leaving the EU has allowed us to develop our own bespoke plant health import control system. So we looked at everything that we're trading uh, and looked at the risks so that we were able to strengthen regulations and controls on things of high risk. And also we've deregulated quite a few products. We no longer inspect citrus fruit, for example, um, we no longer inspect mangoes because, um, you know, they are they are deemed to be low risk. You know, we don't have industries or production that will be affected by them. 
So leaving the EU has allowed us to look um, much more at a biosecurity system which is appropriate for GB. So, for example, the highest risk hosts are not allowed to be imported from any country which has xylella. And then we have very strict regulations on the high risk host plants where xylella does occur so that we can make sure that they've been quarantined before they leave the country of origin. They've been tested. And then on arrival, we also inspect them and test them just to make sure that there is no xylella coming into the UK. So we believe that these new measures are giving us a much higher level of protection. But we continue to review the situation and particularly we're interested in the situation in Europe. There was recently an interception on traded plants in Denmark, for example. So we know that the situation continues to develop in Europe. So we're keeping a close eye on that. And then we will consider any additional measures that we feel we need to take. I mean, if uh, um, the very difficult situation does arise, uh, the effect on the UK nursery trade around the area where it's um, first found is really quite dramatic, isn't it? It is. In fact, we've just reviewed our contingency plan as well as part of our UK proposals around this. So we've been looking at, you know, what would be the best response by government in the event of an interception or an outbreak and working with the industry to get their views on, you know, how we would work together in the event of an outbreak. But you're right, you know, if we were to find it on a nursery, we would need to put a hold on the movement of plants, we'd need to do a lot of testing Uh, and destruction of of any plants that we found that were infected. So it's in everybody's interest that we work together to make sure we keep it out. It's always much more costly if the disease or pest arrives and you've got to deal with it. So it's our top priority to keep it out of the UK. What about if uh, you unwittingly did bring something back and you've got it growing in the garden? What should you do? Well, it depends what it is, really. I mean, it's worth checking on the UK plant health portal whether or not it's regulated and whether or not there actually are things that you should be looking out for. And if it's a tree, we've got a reporting tool called Tree Alert. Um, You can do an online report if you're concerned about sort of symptoms in a tree. And then we've got a team at Forest Research that, that look at all of those. They do a triage on all the reports and then follow up anything that requires investigation. I mean, you can also seek advice from organisations like the RHS. So there is help and advice out there. Pre-Brexit, there was very free movement of a whole series of uh, edible seeds. I'm thinking particularly of uh, tomato, peppers and aubergines. And now that we have new controls, and there are some difficulties occurring I understand, with seeds coming in from, my example was Italy, they were tested by UK officers and found to have virus and quite big stocks have been destroyed. That wouldn't have happened, presumably, when we were within the European Union. Uh, That's right. And tomato and pepper are on the list of high priority species, which are now regulated and subject to inspection. And that's because you mentioned virus diseases. We're particularly concerned about a virus called tomato brown rugose fruit virus. There have been six outbreaks of this virus 
in commercial tomato production in England in the last couple of years. And there are many, many findings in Europe. We know that there are many cases of outbreaks of this virus in the Netherlands. Happily in the UK, the five outbreak sites were declared eradicated following our latest surveillance. There's one active outbreak site, but that remains under eradication. So I think we're confident that we can clean up this virus in England, but there is a constant threat because we are reliant on plants and seed from the EU for our commercial tomato production. So, you know, they are subject to strict controls for that reason. And there's been several other findings of tomato mottle mosaic virus. And in Chile, the Chile venal mottle virus has been identified as a potential threat. So that's the reason why, you know, we are looking at this seed and potentially it can be high risk to our commercial tomato production. I mean, currently there's no requirement for aubergine, pepper or chilli varieties to be on the national list before their seed is marketed. But tomato varieties are required to be on the national list because they're much more in sort of commercial production. So I know it's challenging when seed that you've been used to obtaining, you know, is more difficult to obtain. But it's all due to the risk from these viruses, which are seed-borne, unfortunately. And when you talk about uh, um, eradication, if these viruses are found on a commercial nursery of, who knows, 10 or 20 acres, all of that crop is destroyed. It's devastating. The whole crop has to be destroyed. You have to start again with a massive clean-up of the glasshouse and all the infrastructure. So it's having a massive impact you know, we're seeing what's happening in Europe with, with great interest because I think that the Netherlands tomato production is really under threat from this virus. You mean it could actually reduce the crops of tomatoes grown? Yes, yeah. Well, I heard that a very large number of Netherlands nurseries are infected with the virus. So hopefully they're taking action and, you know, eradicating it so that they can protect the rest of the industry. But, of course, in the Netherlands, there's a very high density of uh, tomato nurseries. They're all very close to each other. So it's quite a challenge to get on top of it. Yeah. Unwittingly, a traveller coming back to Britain could bring a packet of tomato seeds with them and cause that devastation within a locality. Yes, that's right. So, you know, that's very much something that the public need to be aware of. You know, don't don't bring back plant seeds, cuttings from holidays or trips abroad because they could threaten not only their own garden, their neighbours, but also commercial food production, which would be really devastating. Has that been something that has uh, caused a problem in the past? We've got some evidence that in Europe... The oriental fruit fly has been introduced through people bringing back fruit from holidays and travels. So, you know, again, that's something where there is a real risk, not just through commercial trade, but through people bringing back sort of fruit and vegetables and plants and seed just in their luggage. And they think, you know, it's not going to do any damage, but actually it can have a massive impact impact if it gets out into commercial production. Yes, quite frightening when you stop 
to think about it, you know, somebody just unwittingly and, and not realising the implications could um, wreck an industry. It's difficult, you know, keeping up to date with uh, all, all of these changes that are going on. It is. And actually, looking ahead, uh, we've got new plans for regulating a couple of new pests that we're concerned about. Uh, one is a blueberry pest. As you know, blueberries are increasingly grown commercially and by gardeners. And we're concerned about a fungus disease called blueberry rust, which uh, potentially could be moved on blueberry plants and even get into native populations of vaccinium, the wild bilberry. So we're looking at new new legislation to strengthen controls on that. And then another pest of ash, the emerald ash borer, is something that, you know, we're, we're constantly looking out how, how do we make sure it has no entry point into the UK. So we're going to be strengthening import regulations in relation to wood because this pest is spreading in Russia and into the Ukraine. So, you know, it's very important that we review any pathways for it to come into the UK. So when you say wood, does that mean it can come in on a pallet then? Pallets are actually regulated. There's an international standard on pallets so that they're heat treated, but it's firewood actually. You know, we're closely monitoring firewood, where it comes from. I mean, we should have enough wood here in Britain for firewood, shouldn't we? Goodness. We should, exactly. There's a lot of ash wood at the moment, so much better to buy wood that's been grown in Britain. Nicola, thank you very much indeed for joining us today. And we're here if we can uh, be of any help to uh, spread these messages. And, and certainly I would underline, if you're thinking about bringing something home in the live plant or seed world, please don't be tempted. That's right. Don't risk it, is the message. A very sincere word of thanks to uh, Professor Nicholas Spence, the Chief Plant Officer to DEFRA, who gave us quite a few website addresses and we'll list them in the show notes of the podcast just so that you can pick them up more easily. And the tale piece? Well, two quotes this week from a British novelist, Aldous Huxley. Experience is not what happens to human beings, it's what a human being does with what happens to them. And French novelist Albert Camus. You cannot create experience you must undergo it. Certainly when it comes to growing plants well, we learn from our own experience rather than uh, from others relating theirs. Have a good week. Look forward to chatting again this time next week. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Montrose of Soham in Cambridge, to my producer, Rich Jarman, and of course to you for listening.
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.